I need to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. I knew that one. Did you expect that? No, I did not. Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 143 of How, How Married Are You? Okay, my name Belief, this is Eva, and we've been married 12, 12 years. Live in California, we got four, four kids. Relationships, scary, it's very necessary. We share our love struggles. We ask How, How Married, married are, are You? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're in a wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions, we got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. What? Two, three, and you was just cruising on Instagram right now. I am like in one of those places where I am done. Yeah. And I don't know when I'm gonna be out of this place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking Glenn's about? Glenn's like, you know, this ain't, ain't chocolate baby movies. story time. <laughs> You made but some, ain't it? You made some I just audio. feel like it's too much responsibility. I don't want to be lifing anymore. I just want to be free as a bird and just live and have fun. Vacation next month, babe. Mm-hmm. You get to go on a solo vacation next month. I know. And then there's like the peer pressure from myself to be productive there. But I'm thinking that the theme is rest is productive. You thought rest is productive. Very good. But it's also the only time when I can have focused attention to like write and dream and do all the things. Yeah. Won't you? So it feels like I need to be like a visionary when I go. Yeah. Anywho. I'm so sorry. That's not true. Can we be productive? It's chocolate. <laughs> Now. It's not productive for you to vent even right now. Right now, it's no. chocolate baby story time. Absolutely. You can always vent. But you not can. on the mic. No, you can vent on the mic. I'm just saying we have already recorded 20 <laughs> minutes of this. And then we, we had a really good We got nowhere start. to be. It's Valentine's Day. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Babe, it is not Valentine's Day per the internet. <laughs> Valentine's Day is like three weeks ago. Well, all I'm saying is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. I knew that one. Did you expect that? No, I did not. It's like a deep cut to me. All right. Oh, we're at Chocolate Baby Story Time. Okay. Okay, Chocolate Baby Story Time. All right. We just celebrated Theo's birthday. It's been amazing. Actually, it hasn't. It's been a little lot. It's been a lot. We spent a whole day with him. His grandparents spent a whole day with him. And then we had a party. And we don't like to do parties no more. And I, he, I'm over parties. Yvette keeps saying she's not going to do parties no more. And then she keeps doing parties. And then she tells it's me, because they I talked me the party. into it. I had a party. No, I didn't plan the party. I didn't say I wanted a party. Anyway, so Theo's big thing was he wants to be an only child again. So <laughs> for his birthdays, he likes to spend the day with just Yvette and I. Um, but he treats us like we're brother and sister. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we're the homies. Yeah, like we're the homies. Like, I want to do this, and I want to do that. Oh, you're this. So we're playing hockey, right? And I'm out there. My feet are hurting. My back, my back is hurting. Playing with a wooden stick, and I'm getting splinters in my hand. It's a lot. He's like, let's play full court. Let's play full court. And I'm like, I don't want to play full court, man. We don't need to do that. It's half court. It's half rink. We're fine. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, whatever you want to do. And I was like, such and such and such and such. It's not happening. He goes, your mama. (laughs) 
I just was like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just was so asinine that he would even say something like that to me. And then I realized, like, he's learning that from his friends. And I'm just kind of like, I will, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dumb. That's your grandmother, first of all. <laughs> Two, who are you talking to like that? And it's like the kids just keep talking to me like I'm like, like I'm not like that, but I'm like that. So then I started to Baltimore it up a little bit, right? And so as I'm playing hockey, I'm leaning on him. I'm doing all types of things to him that make him frazzled. He's starting to cry. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get the puck. At one point, he, he ends up on the floor. I'm still trying to get the puck. I end up rolling over his fingers. It was bad. By mistake. But at the same time, I was like, you all right? You be all right. You, you know what I'm saying? But once you go to the Mama Joe's and start treating me like I'm a peer, I'm a, I'm, I'm a little childish. You know what I'm saying? So that's my childhood. Can we time. not tell stories here? Babe, you are petty 1,000%. It don't matter what time of day it is. Which means can we not tell stories? Because <laughs> you just said once you start telling the Mama Jokes and da-da-da, it don't have to be Mama Jokes. On, it could just be life. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm always violated before I violate. <laughs> Babe, that's, that's not true. true. That's true. That's true. It's that's always true. somebody who thinks it's the game, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I wasn't ready to play. <laughs> I was not ready. Oh, my You want to play games? I got you. Yeah. Be aware. Mm. Right. Mm, mm. What you got, babe? All right. So today is Valentine's Day and um, I volunteered in Theo's class. And today, usually on Tuesdays, I have childcare, but today I didn't have childcare. They called out sick. So I had to bring Uzi with me. Now, Uzi and I arrive at the school. We get to Theo's class. I open the door and all of a sudden there is this eruption. I wish you could like, is there a sound effect? I don't think we got one. Uh, there is this eruption. It was as if Jay-Z and Beyonce walked through the door and nobody knew. Actually, I think if Jay-Z and Beyonce walked through the door, everybody would just be quiet. Like, mm -hmm. what? They wouldn't even know who they are. <laughs> that that <laughs> population of kids, probably not. But um, it was like some it was like children cheering for their favorite football team that just scored a touchdown. It was insane. Mm. It was overwhelming, not just for Uzi, but for me. I was like, what is happening right now? And not only did they start cheering, but they started running up to my poor child, wanting high fives and hugs. Mm. And they wanted to pick him up and do all the things. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. And do where do you think Theo is? Where is he chilling? Just sitting at the table, watching all of this happen. Not trying to stick up for none of us, cause I'm like, I'm like the security guard <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep them away from my child. And it was like that the entire party. They just were wanting him to love them. That boy don't even know their names. Mm -hmm. He don't <laughs> care it, about them he existing don't, or not. No, yeah. yeah, it was just very interesting. And um, for some reason, I feel like that's gonna be Uzi's life. We gotta be very careful, cause we could be like allowing some type of like complex to develop yeah, yeah and i'm not about that you don't you don't, you're not supposed to get celebrated when <clears throat> no, you walk into a room absolutely not you know what i'm saying so um but yeah so today mm. we have a very interesting topic um we're talking about the legacy of love and we we wanted to talk about this because um we've been i've been seeing um on the internet the in Guys, if you're watching this right now, you see a blue hippo on the table. <laughs> Lily was in here earlier, and she was squeaking this thing. Sorry. Where is Lily? I put her in my room. Oh, so, Lord. Yeah. 
hopefully it's still intact because she was in here like trying to play. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, y'all got time. Um, so, yeah. So we I've been seeing on social media the constant back and forth between black men and black women. And it's really divisive and it's kind of sad. It's really sad, actually. Um, and I don't think you guys, well, not you guys, because I know our audience, you know, I think they understand the hope. Right. Mm -hmm. But it almost seems like it's hopeless out there. Can you say more about this divide? This because I, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's I can't even explain it because it's so deep. And it started like two or three years ago. I've seen it start like two, two or three years ago when like a lot of mediocre TikTok followings happened. Right. And then like the Manosphere started taking off and Kevin Samuels and all these people have started saying a bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm like, you know, bashing anybody, but it, I just think there's something that happened where a shift started taking and it's like blame. Everyone's blame shifting. Blame shifting. What, what are they blaming? So it's like, this is why, you know, black men don't protect black women and don't value black women. This is why they date the outside their race. This is why black women are not married. This is why they get old and grow up alone like that. Mm. These are the two divides that are happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been this weird conversation, but I want to talk about, right, for those of you that don't mm. understand what we do, right, we try to be the proof, right, not the example, the proof, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so whatever it is that we've been struggling with and you guys have had a pretty close eye on what we've been struggling <laughs> with, um, for the past, you know, three, four years now. Um, I think it's pretty amazing the fact that we are working hard together. I guess it was six years. I was going to say it's probably been like four Anaya or was five nursing. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so as we move forward, I want to talk about kind of like a love story type situation, which is when we got together and I – Ask your parents for like your hand in marriage, and we had that awkward conversation at the uh, macaroni grill, and they were like, "Well, do you need help paying the bill?" And I was like, "If my credit card declined, you can pay the bill." <laughs> um, and then at our like engagement party, your mom said something, and she was like, "You know, your marriage and your relationship is gonna bless so many people. I just know it." And you know, a lot of people just be talking. <laughs> but I didn't realize how much the Lord would use our marriage to, um, and I hate this word, but be a place of influence for other people, mm. right? So um, not that we are trying to be like, be like us, but it's just kind of mm -mm. like, hey, just so you know. Be better than us. It's a pothole right there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, the, nobody talks about the little kids that run out in the street mm -hmm. over here. You know what I'm saying? And this right here is actually a, it's a cop car right behind this bush. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> as you're driving along, you know all the things, yeah. right, that are coming up. And mm -hmm. it's like we're going to have these conversations and communicate so that it's not a mystery for you. Amen. Um, and so, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the e-course um, is, uh, I'm sorry, we have an e-course called The Premarital Advantage. <laughs> And it's for those of you who are not married. This is conversations you should be having before getting in a relationship. Now, you can be single. You can be engaged. You can be in a relationship. You can be like, I'm talking to somebody. Mm. Or I'm talking to a few people. You know what I'm saying? However you get down, this is for you. The e-course is 
$250, but it is essentially the co-labor of premarital counseling. So if you've gone through premarital counseling or before you even start thinking about that, here are a bunch of conversations you want to have. And we serve as your mentor couple. We are mentoring you through the relationship to help you make, make sure you're making the right decision and making the decision right. And in this e-course, we talk about how children are sponges, right? And I think it's in our family dynamics episode or, or a module where we're like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you are a child and you're a sponge, then technically at your, your big grown age, you're wringing out everything you believe about love, about relationship, about family onto your children, onto your family, your new family of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to talk about how, uh, actually let's play a clip from our e-course real quick and then uh, we'll come back real quick. Everyone says children are sponges. And if that's the case, when we grow up to become adults, we're wringing out everything that we've absorbed into our own family dynamics, which is why it's super important for us to take time with our partners whom we're thinking about creating a family with to think about what are the family dynamics that we grew up with that we love and what are some of the ones that we would like to see show up differently in our own family. Yeah. So, um, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that little clip. Once again, you guys can go to howmaredareyoupodcast.com and buy the e-course. Um, it would be a huge support for us. This is like our first product that we're putting out there besides yeah. all the clothes we've released. But this is a very special thing because I feel like it's going to serve so many different people. And we go way more in depth than we go here. And you guys know we go pretty deep here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we save all the good stuff for the e-course. Um, and the workbook is in there as well. So um, now we got that pitch out of the way. <laughs> um when we got together and your mom said all that stuff, I didn't realize that our love and the relationship we have was actual was an actual legacy being left. Right? Mm-hmm. So our children mm. are downloading information mm-hmm. that they see and they participate in mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out what they want to keep and what they want to do. And like what they want to keep and what they don't want to keep. And one of the things, one of the reasons I know that is because Anaya it will just be like, you know, I, you know, I ask her, like, what do you want to do when you want to be a grow up? You know, and she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what do you want to be? And she's like, a couch potato. And I'm like, no, what else do you want to be? She's like, I want to be married. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like. She said that even, did you put that in the video? Uh, it's not out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I I listen to her and I'm like, Why? Did you say why? No. But I'm just thinking, like, why does this young lady have this extreme love and hope for marriage? And even Theo, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Raya, I think, let me think. Raya is very different. So he's like, I don't know. What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, both of you guys look tired. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to get out of this again? Yeah. Um, he doesn't understand, you know, nothing really about relationships yet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think Theo watches. <laughs> Go ahead. I actually think Raya has more of an understanding than we give him credit for. Mm-hmm. I just think he hasn't communicated it yet, and he's just internalizing it and possibly even processing it in and of himself. Yeah. Yes, because, like, he's even said stuff like, Yo, I don't want children. 
And it was like, why not? He's like, can you imagine having another me? Yeah. He's like, I don't. He's gonna be breaking up my stuff, and which all that. shows a lot of thoughtfulness in some ways. I know it was kind. It seems silly and funny to us, but I do think that that was a very thoughtful response. Yeah, but I also was like, dang man, maybe I don't encourage him enough and tell him how great he is because he's not just all breaking things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a little bit more like. <laughs> sideways looks then it is kind of like hey man <laughs> you're doing great you know what i'm saying but he yeah. really does have he's a gem of a person mm -hmm. and i just i want him to get to know that side of him as well but anyway our children are picking up everything we're dropping we're ringing out we're it's 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 like doing dishes right like you're ringing out everything you're you you were taught and then they're gonna ring out everything they were taught. You know what I'm saying? And some of that stuff doesn't belong on our children. Mm -hmm. You know. And so um, I want to talk about how we are modeling um, love as a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the things that our children are picking up right now? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I um, I just got done doing challenging myself to do like a little love note to them every day leading up to Valentine's Day. That was super cute. Yeah, it was nice. And I think like, and even, I don't even know, I mean, I can go two different places right now, but with that, it's interesting because I realized that that's my love language. Like receiving notes where people tell me, I love you, I appreciate you, whatever the thing may be. Um, that's my love language. And so I missed a morning. There was one morning. Oh, it was the mor the night I got sick. Yeah. And I just I was I just came home and went to bed and I just came home and I went to bed and I didn't even wake up in the morning. <laughs> like I usually wake up at five AM but I like woke up at five, took a shower and just got right back in bed. Yeah. And so the kids were up and I was putting the notes out after bedtime. Like after they'd go to bed, I put a new note up so that when they woke up in the morning, they get it. And so when I finally got out of bed, Thea was like, where's my note? <laughs> and mind you, I had been doing it for like 10 days at that point. And he hadn't said nothing. I mean, like the first day I was like, oh, thank you. But then the days after that, it was kind of like nobody an was saying anything. Mm -hmm. And so it had become just this thing that everyone was expecting. And and then I didn't realize that it was a problem when I missed the morning until said person said something. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like that is my way. And then I don't know. That is my way of loving them because I know that for me as their mother who does life with them so much of the time I don't always like I look for opportunities to say things but I also want it to just be written because there's something about like seeing something and reading it and it going into your mind that way versus hearing it it's good I think for us to experience that type of love in different modalities or different senses activating different senses or whatever mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know, I did it and I enjoyed it and I'm proud of doing it. But at the same time, I'm wondering what am I creating in them by doing something like that? Mm. And then simultaneously, I'm like, maybe I'm not doing nothing because none of them even wrote me a, a note for Valentine's back. Day or anything. Mm -hmm. 
like within the past 14 days or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anaya is always drawing pictures and doing this, that, and the other, but it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm not leaving a legacy. Maybe it's just, I'm not even sure what I'm saying right now. I think you're, oh, go ahead. But it's one of those things too where it's like, okay, I can't do something and expect others to reciprocate it because that is something that I chose to do um, for them. Like yeah. it's just something that I did. And I think there's something beautiful about being able to model that for them without expectation of getting anything back. Mm-hmm. And even in that, like I knew that I wasn't going to get anything back. And so I loved on myself and put hearts up for myself. Mm. And I feel like even that is some sort of modeling. Like it's okay for you to affirm yourself and encourage yourself and love on yourself because you can't always count. But it's like these are things that I'm trying to communicate, but I'm not sure if it's actually being internalized that way. And I don't know when I will know if it's being internalized that way. Um. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I applaud you because I feel like you really be putting effort in, and I I also am kind of concerned because I'm kind of like you know you can let people down, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why are you saying that? Because like if Theo, if you were sick, and you couldn't make one. Then you were sick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I think that it was speaking from like a a father's perspective, like I know that I'm like I'm trying to lower his expectations <laughs> of like, bro, sometimes I can't do that. I can't. Like I'm not gonna play you full court hockey because it's not a smart thing to do as a 37-year-old man mm-hmm. who doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, my feet, like, it's not good. Like, I feel the corns coming on my feet, on my toes. I don't like that, right? And if I don't play half court, and if I play half court, I could probably play longer. But if I play four court, you got another 10 minutes and we're done. Mm-hmm. And so... I think him knowing my limit is important. Mm -hmm. And I also think you creating a limit for yourself is great. Yeah. And when he when he said that to me, I was like, buddy, I was sick last night and I'm still sick. (laughs) Like I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. And he and then he was like, I was wondering when you did it. (laughs) He was like, I was trying to listen out to see when you did that. Yeah. um, And so I think that it's interesting because. We love with expectation. Mm. Most of us, yeah, we like give love mm-hmm. with the. I just did it because I love you. Sometimes, I mean, I did this too because I love you. But when you do that, you give love, and I have a boundary mm-hmm. that your love can't scale, jump over. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like I still love you, but this is a boundary for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you do not do, if you do nothing for me, it would be better than you do something because at least I'm, I don't owe you anything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is 
a lot of relationships, we don't even know that we're loving with um, conditions. That we as an individual or... Like we give love with conditions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, wanted to, I just wanted to give you this because I love you, right? Yeah. My expectation is that when I need a ride, you come get me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like if, I, if this happens to me, you show up for me. Mm-hmm. Right. In the same way. In the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's kind of like everybody has to know their capacity and like how they give love and what they're willing to do to show up for other people. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't look the same at all. You know, um, I would love if we i mean not not you not you and i but just people in general if we could show that we love people and speak exactly like what our expectation is in return like i would love that give me an example of what that would look like so if somebody's like oh my gosh yo um all right so i would love for someone to say yo Man, I'm doing this because I love you, but also I'm hoping that you can help me out with this. Like I had a homie hit me up recently. was like, yo, I just want to say, man, like, you know, you don't owe me nothing, man. You don't owe me nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I want to do this for you and I want to do that. And the only thing I'm asking for is a relationship Hmm. with someone else that I know. Mm. And I was like, I don't know nobody. Who you want a relationship with? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm concerned because <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not the type of person that's going to put you closer to somebody, put anybody closer to anybody. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not a. That's actually an anxiety thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but if but he told me that, and I was like, man, I ain't got nothing for you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whatever it is, I don't think this is a good idea for you to ask me that. You know. Um, Instead of us walking into a blessing, not knowing that it's a bill. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted to bless you with this, but on the if you read the fine print, yeah. you're going to see that I'm, my expectations on the end of that. Yeah. And I think for me, that is something that I have a challenge with. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. What you mean? Like receiving love from other people. Okay, cool. Like it's really hard for me to receive girlfriends showing at my house and like literally cleaning it, cleaning my house. Mm -hmm. Or someone saying, girl, you look tired. Go upstairs and go to sleep. I'm going to sit here with your kids. Or like whatever it is. Because it feels like, and this this is a me thing. Like, I'm not even sure that they have a bill, but, like, when someone extends love to me, I see it as a bill because I'm like, I got to be able to reciprocate this in some way. And that I think that that comes from my own love legacy, the legacy that was left to me Mm. because I grew up in a village where people just showed up for people. Like, Mm -hmm. they dropped everything and they were there. They were just there. And for me, I don't feel like it's as easy to do that. I feel like for me to show up for people in the way that some people have shown up for me, it would require a lot. 
Like my yes to whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, why'd you point at me when you said that? You said require a lot. Because when I when if I were to like, like there are people right now who I know I could show up at their house and let them just even just go take a shower and like wash some dishes, maybe make lunch for their kids or you know whatever, and they would totally appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But me saying yes to that, I'm saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm pointing to you because you are my family, you and the children. And usually I'm dropping the ball over here if I'm picking up the ball over there. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time. I think there is a time and a place for that. But I think that as much as I want to be helping out people, that ain't what I'm called to right now. That's not the season that I'm in. I don't have that flexibility of time or liberty of time. You know what I mean? So I think I think the thing that would be... I think the thing that would be helpful in those times when you want to go and serve those people, it doesn't have to be a drop, dropping of a ball. It could be a handoff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, we were just watching the Super Bowl. During the huddle, they're like, yo, I'm going to pass it to this person. Mm. I'm communicating who's going to get the ball. So I can run this way, you're going to run this way, and we're going to all pretend we're doing this, but we're doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we communicate the play and we're like, look, I'm going to go over here or I have a heart to serve this person. What would be the best time for me to do that for our ecosystem? <laughs> what you laughing at, I'm girl? So sorry. What are you laughing at me for? I'm so sorry. I just was telling you about the ecosystem and now you're trying to just use it. Babe, I'm really trying to be very strategic about how you can include the next phase uh, of the conversation because we still have 10 minutes, 15 minutes left. Oh, do you want me to bring that up? Well, I'm just I'm I'm passing the ball to you. I'm trying to communicate, and you are exposing me. <laughs> I'm trying to be Say stealthy. It again. Say you know, how, like you know how we we playing um we playing like a how, what it, what's the game that we used to play the newlywed mm. game, and then it'd be oh. like a game, and you you know the answer. Mm-hmm. And you want me to know the answer, and you just start looking at me all weird. <laughs> okay, you got me. You understand? You understand? Yeah. Without saying anything? Yeah. Th- that's what I was trying to do. Just now. Just now, but I was actually talking. <laughs> so whatever. But what was I saying? I, feel I was like really all making that should a stay in there. Yeah, it stays in. But I was really I, I was trying to make a point. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I was trying to say that I was I think it would be great to pass the baton or to know. pass the ball mm-hmm. when you want to communicate. Because we're talking about football, not track. Right. Well, we can say track. We know who's next track. in line. <laughs> We know who's next in line. Yes. During the what is it, four by four? Yes. Okay, so the four by four, you run a little corner or whatever, and you pass the baton. But that person knows they're next. Yeah. And they knows they know when to start take off running. But you don't know how often I want to do something. Like even today, being in Theo's classroom, the teacher, she has the largest class out of all the classrooms on campus. And she just lost her teacher's aid. And my experience in that classroom, I'm like, this woman should not be in here by herself. And I'm like, I'll just volunteer in here every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that look like? That looks like me dropping Uzi off here and mm-hmm. going into her classroom. Anywho, but like. The uh, and, and I'm just going to say just for the record, I am not for that. I can, we cannot do that. Right I know. Now. See? <laughs> But I'm just communicating it. No, no, no. I and that's what I know. And I think 
So I think, too, the other thing is. Hmm. Come on now. Bring it. I feel like, and this is just a me thing, and it may be a, a you thing if you're watching or listening to the podcast, is definitely not a Glenn thing. But one thing about. Everybody but me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. It's um, it's It's one of those things where, like, I do. I start to have conversations in my head. So when I want to love on somebody, I already assume me wanting to do this is going to inconvenience so-and-so in this way. So I don't even try to huddle. Mm. I don't even try to huddle. I just am like, well, that's a stupid play. Let's just see what the team captain got or the quarterback got or the... Well, I see, and that's the thing is, is like, if we say... Well, I mean, like, I, I just... I wonder in that situation if you recognize the teacher and then me being the teacher here. Mm-hmm. Like I got meetings in the morning, mm-hmm. Thursdays. I have the dog here mm-hmm. because the dog doesn't listen, right? Like I have a bunch of content to schedule, plan, get out, whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's not an easy day. For me at all. And I so, know. And I'm, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I wouldn't make yeah, that ask. But it's not a... I wonder, like, do you also recognize that you are the teacher? Like, you're the one scrambling and should not be alone. So why would you want to show up <laughs> for somebody else like that? Yeah, I don't know. When you literally could put time in doing your own thing and then find support, like get your own aid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know. What happened just now? What do you mean? What happened well, because now? you just had a heart positioned for somebody mm-hmm. and you saw a need you can meet. Mm-hmm. And then I was the bad guy that I'm not that type of person. It's not a Glenn thing. It's not a Glenn thing. <laughs> I think I'm No, I'm saying it's not a Glenn thing to think about because like hold on, hold on. what hey, I wasn't that, I that. wasn't even going to bring it to you. Do you understand that? No, I I, I like see. I the the thing that's not a Glenn thing is me having the conversation. Glenn's not gonna go for this. It's just not reasonable. Duh, 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 duh. So don't even bring it up. But Glenn but Glenn is but Glenn I'm a thinker. So, like, if you come to me and you say, babe, I have a heart for a teacher, Theo's teacher, she doesn't have an assistant. She doesn't have an aide. That, I remember being a teacher, and that was really frustrating. I didn't have an aide. When, when my aide called out, it, it really adjusted my day. When I was a teacher's aide, and, you know, that is really, it really bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that could go into that to where we could literally just, like, you, we can make content about that and just bring it up so that people know that they can become aides for teachers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, there's other things we can do where we don't actually have to be on the ground and do shallow work, but we can do the deep work that helps other people see, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not saying that that work is shallow, but it would be shallow for Yvette to do that work in comparison to the other work, I the work, do. the work that she's mm. actually called to do, mm-hmm. right? Because knowing that you have a degree in teaching, 
and you were a math teacher for years, it's crazy to me that you will become an assistant, an aide. Like, it's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? So I'm also kind of like, that is also a part of the legacy of love. Like, love, love being a legacy. Because it's kind of like, all right. If we want to solve problems in the world, we, we, we can't. Like, if we want to stop world hunger, right, I could right now just go make sandwiches until all our food's gone and, you know what I'm saying, just go give them out to the homeless, mm -hmm. right? Or we can grow crops. Mm -hmm. Or we can invest in property and start, start a farm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there's different ways that we can solve the problem. We just have to figure out what's the best use of our time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm thinking about it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love you. I love that. Okay, that's great. And you're right, because even, like, the women that I want to support, like, we all just need Jesus. And a part of me is, like, yes, I could show up and be the hands and feet, but I could also create a space where these women have community and help to facilitate growth in the relationship with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I like that conversation about the shallow and the deep work. That's yeah. good stuff, babe. So we've been reading this book called Deep Work. It's, about, it's by Cal Newport. He's an author. The book is pretty good. It's just real basic principle. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are focused on shallow work and multitasking. Not a lot of people are getting anything done because are getting things. Not a lot of people are getting things done because they're not focused on working deeply. They're not undistracted, focused on one task for an hour and a half, right? Um, phones off, social media off, television off, music, like everything is just, you're just deeply focused. And he starts to do research on all the people that have done deep work and all the things that they discovered. And we're reading this book as a team. And um, we were talking today about deep work being rare. And last week we were talking about deep work being valuable. And I was just trying to make the point to the team is not only should we be focusing on deep work, but recognizing that our work is in fact deep. It is impactful and it changes minds and helps influence people to make wiser decisions about their lives. Um, and maybe that's like, I don't want kids. <laughs> maybe that's, I don't want to be married. Maybe that's, I do want to be married and I want a bunch of kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just exposing, which is why it's valuable because it's that's it's rare, right? So our work is valuable. Our work is rare. Um, and so next week we're going to be talking about the work being meaningful. Um, and so I'm really enjoying the times that we're having in our team sessions, but that's not the point that we're supposed to be talking you about. You know, I feel like it's not, but I am wondering if, <clears throat> excuse me, if the love legacy we're leaving or the legacy of love that we're leaving for our kids. <laughs> I'm like, mm -mm, come on. <laughs> I wish this thing would go away. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking, it was crazy because I was like, man, my work is my kids. Like that's the work that I'm called to right now. Homeschooling them, loving on them, being present with them. And I wonder how much of my time with them is deep. 
and does it have to be like is it like what does that look like what is deep work at home look like does it look like putting my phone on my nightstand and just coming downstairs or in like being present or is that irresponsible <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what if there's an emergency and there's a phone call and i need to answer it but like what does that look like is that me not washing dishes while they're doing schoolwork you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's just interesting. I think it's self-identifying, right? You know what your distractions are. I'm not saying that you have any distractions, mm -hmm. but you know more than I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And nobody else can tell you where you could be doing better. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, well, I, I don't think, I think you're fantastic. I think you you kind of, you give yourself a hard time mm -hmm. and you make it hard for you to celebrate. Mm -hmm. So I think you should, you know, give yourself some grace there. But, um, only you can tell yourself where you're shallow. I couldn't tell you. Nobody can. You know what I'm saying? But if we laid out your schedule, it might be some pockets. But it seems like you're operating at maximum efficiency. I think I think you have to budget to serve those other people that you have a heart for. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like if, we, if we're paying our bills and all that stuff and getting food and we want to go to Jamaica... You know what I'm saying? We got a budget for that. Mm -hmm. We have to save for that, right? We have to put money aside for that at least mm -hmm. or pay for it early or something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's because it's a special thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just kind of like, I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we that's not our calling right now. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Our calling is to be home with our family and working on what we have during the quiet years, right? All right, babe, how married are you? I'm so married that last time when I did something like the notes to the kids, when I left for three weeks, <laughs> I intended to send Glenn emails or like schedule emails that Glenn would get an email every day. That just didn't happen. And so this time I was like, he will not be left out. Mm. So Glenn also got um, a note every day. Well, the days that I did it. Beautiful. I missed a couple of days, but. No, it was great. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I, I do. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't get any letters. No, I understand. It was the, the one, one letter, letter that I you did got. Get. No, but even still, like, it was my intention not to just leave you without hearing from me every day. Yeah. Like, I didn't want you to just be left behind. And I knew emails would be better because you probably wouldn't know what to do with the paper once you had. Yeah. Like the hearts right now, you can throw those can be thrown away mm -hmm. if you wanted to. Can't. Can't. All right. <laughs> that was a good how married are you? How married are you, my love? All right. I'm so married that two mornings ago, I had the worst situation ever happen to me. And I, I don't know if anybody's ever been in this situation. It seems like something that would happen on like a like Michael Scott, like from the office, would have this happen to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was on the toilet, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm on the toilet, and <clears throat> we got a bidet. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'm using the bidet, and I turn the knob, and the knob, I squeeze the knob too tight, and it falls off <laughs> and rolls behind the toilet. Now, it's one of those knobs that, like, it's like from the stove, so you can't turn it with your fingers. You need a tool. I need, you need a tool to turn it. And 
the knob, the the bidet is going full blast right on my anus. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like three seconds, and I was like, "Where is this going? How is this for me?" Listen, (laughs) I'm so confused. I was like, I like it was three seconds, and I was like, "This is too much." I can't do this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like t- trying to twist it with my fingers and it's starting to like hurt. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like we're at like 10 seconds now. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's burning me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, if I get up and close the toilet, the water's going to come out on the other side of the toilet. Mm. Right. <laughs> I'm looking for something to grab. I can't find anything. And it's just like the whole time spraying me. And I'm like so I'm I'm like starting to panic now. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call my wife in here. <laughs> to help me get the knob from behind the toilet. But the the space in between the toilet and the cabinet is so tiny, mm-hmm. right? You weren't going to get down there, and I didn't even... Especially with you still sitting on the toilet and risking the splashing on my cheek Exactly. Because you know that little gap, and I was just like, I'm just going to take one for the team. And I didn't call you. I did not call you in. Oh, that's So that's how married right? I am. I did not bother you. Because... <laughs> And so then what you I did was... You didn't bring me into your crap? I turned it around, and I just held my hand on the bidet. You turned what around? I, my body. I turned <laughs> my body around. Booty juice leaking all over the floor. <laughs> I'm blocking the bidet with my hand, and I'm reaching back there, and I'm like... Shh, and the spray's all over me. I'm like... Was <laughs> this before or after the shower? <laughs> this is before the shower. Oh, good. <laughs> so I put the thing on, and I turn it off, and I take a very, like like... I took a shower, but I didn't call you in, and I just know for a fact that if it was you, (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be me, babe. If it was you, you would have called me in (laughs) immediately, immediately. babe, babe, babe. Help! Oh my gosh, babe, you've been panicking, screaming. I would have told you to bring a cup or something. (laughs) Babe, help! I need your help. I need your help. And just sitting there looking at me, it would have been crazy. I would have turned a butt cheek and let it hit the butt cheek and then hit the other butt cheek, not just sit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do. No, babe. I just sat there and I was like, okay, there's a candle. That's not going to work. There's the thing the candle's sitting on. That's not going to work. That's too far away. And if I would have just got up, it would have sprayed right onto the wall. And And that's that's just just how married we are. are.